When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. For everything Buccaneers, it, 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 it's Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns. Now, now, here's your hosts, Casey Hudson and Kaylee Mizell. What's going on, football fans? Welcome to Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns, an Odyssey original podcast that brings you all Tampa Bay Bucks insight and entertainment three times a week, except for this week, it's a holiday. So bear with us as we have a little bit of a different schedule, but still, we'll be bringing you two episodes keeping you updated on your favorite squad here in Tampa Bay. Uh, Be sure to download the Odyssey app. Hit that auto-download button to stay up to date on all new episodes. And you can also stream Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns on any of your favorite streaming platforms. Guys, today I know my own name. It's Casey Hudson, and I'm joined by my lovely co-host, Kaylee Mizell. And it's time for us to sail into a brand new episode, giving you guys team updates. Uh, on a little bit more of a coherent level on my end. So I'm excited <laughs> to chat we're, with you. Yeah, we're all excited. I don't care what you call me or call yourself. <laughs> I mean, it's, I mean, don't call yourself anything bad, but. And, I know, uh, there, at least it was good. Yeah, there are worse <laughs> things to be called than Kaylee. Um, Casey, I'm glad that you're feeling a little bit better. I hope that you had a fantastic celebration with your mom. I did. And it is, like you said, Thanksgiving week. Now, I know some fans were disappointed, and I just, I, I guess I have to get on the front end of this and maybe apologize. Uh-oh. We did have some fans reach out to us, Casey, who told us that we needed to walk the plank because we were slacking on episodes. Oh, oh man. And fans, <laughs> I promise you, it wasn't to like, you know, it keep wasn't you, on purpose. It wasn't to keep you waiting. Casey was out of the country traveling. Um, and I tried hard to make these shows work, but let's just say yeah. that AT&T didn't want me to have any no. access for a while. And, and um, between I that, the translations, you know, getting lost a few Something. times, which I mean, always if that happens, you know, you're in Europe, you're going to get lost. It's, yeah. You know, and I really overestimated <laughs> my ability to be. I know I'm directionally challenged in the U.S. Why I thought that I was going to go to Europe and all of a sudden read signs better was beside me. I just talk about confidence, uh, Jolly Rogers and touchdown fans. So I almost missed my train twice because I could not figure out the, the German translation on my ticket. There was no English on my ticket. So me and my roommate jumped on and off that train like five times, um, almost missing it because we were just nervous that we were on the wrong train. It was ridiculous. So yeah, we're getting it. I'll walk the plank. I will gladly walk the plank. We'll walk the plank. That extra we love you guys. We come know. To life. You didn't, you missed us last week. We understand, but we're giving you two episodes this week and then we will roll into right back more episodes after that. We'll start doing that regular three episodes a week again, but (laughs) do hope that everyone has a fantastic, uh, Thanksgiving this week with our family and, Mm -hmm. and, um, you know, between the bye week and Thanksgiving this week, some of the players have some time off because they're going to get some time to spend with their families, eat some turkey or, you know, do whatever Thanksgiving shenanigans that everybody decides to do. Um, there is still usually a lot of football on TV. So we will definitely have some things to talk about. Um, but Casey, 
That takes us into some team updates. First it and sure foremost, does. even though they've been on a bye week, guys, surprise, surprise, we still have some exciting news for you all. Uh, the first thing that we would have to mention is because this news came out, I want to say about two, a couple hours ago. Um, yeah. Bucks announced that running back Gio Bernard has been designated to return from IR. He can practice today and be activated at any time in the next 21 days. As most of you all know, it doesn't take 21 days to get these guys back on the field. That's just kind of a precautionary measure in terms of them feeling out their body um, after being out for so long. So the most exciting thing with this announcement is that we've seen the Bucks change some things up in the running back room. Uh, Leonard Fournette is still dealing with that hip pointer injury. So this probably alleviates them from rushing him back. We know that Lenny is going to want to be back on the field, yeah. but the, the new, the next game coming up, it's not necessary. I wouldn't say we learned a huge lesson in the beginning of this season to not rush any players back. Just don't do it. It's not worth it. Kaylee and I talked about this with Chris Godwin during training camp. Um, and I don't want to toot our horn, guys, but I think we were pretty right about not pushing progress. Uh, we do know that players get excited and anticipate being in something really fast. But um, that's good news in terms of if Lenny needs more time. And, you know, we're seeing Rashad White get more acclimated. So I love the idea behind this. Also keeping in mind, Gio Bernard is a different kind of running back than both Leonard and Rashad White. So a little dimension there that could be exciting for the Bucs. Not 100% sure, but could be a little bit more exciting. But Casey, a, a, a more excitement on all fronts, because as we continue down these team updates, Russell Gage and Luke Gedeke are going to return to practice as well. Mm -hmm. So, um, you know, that's, that's just really good news to know that wide receiver gauge is back practicing. He hasn't played since October 21st, almost a month, um, at that week seven loss to Carolina. Um, but we know that when we did see Russell gauge, um, that he, he has definitely been helpful to this offense this season. He has 29 catches, 231 yards and a touchdown just this season. He did battle some in, uh, hamstring stuff early in training camp. So um, really good news for him. Um, get a key. Good, good thing to see him starting to kind of be able to get back into it um, because we know that he had a little bit of a rough start more so with his positioning and kind of getting thrown into that position um, mm -hmm. and maybe not being 100% ready to get the full start there. But I think he's grown in the time that we've seen him and would be looking forward to seeing what he can do this week as the Bucks take on the Browns. So, it, it, Casey, this kind of brings me to a larger point that I want to talk about with you. Yeah. This is the perfect time of the season for the Bucks players to start getting healthy because, and as we're going to, we're going to get into a few more team updates and, and to the end uh, sailing into the South here in a second, but the Bucks currently sit atop the NFC South at five and five. Mm -hmm. They have a 500 record right now um, because of the bye week. Um, the Falcons actually have one more loss than the Bucks do their five and six. So the Bucks still have that number one spot in the NFC South. They're in a perfect position because the NFC hasn't been very good, you know, the NFC South at least hasn't been very good this season. They're in a perfect position to really kind of start climbing, to really go yeah. on the up and up. And 
with multiple teammates getting healthy again, this mm-hmm. is the perfect time for this team to go off, to really come together. They have built their confidence back up. Casey, this is the perfect time for this team to, mm-hmm. to really just show everyone who they are and who they can be. Um, and I just wanted to get your thoughts on that as we as we look towards this Brown game, Browns game um, and look at, you know, how many games they have left in the season. What do you think the Bucks? Uh, what do you think about the Bucks getting some of these guys healthy at this point in the season? Oh my gosh, I think it's crucial because for many reasons we've talked about on Jolly Rogers and touchdowns that you know peaking at the right time is significantly important. Mm-hmm. Obviously, um, for many reasons, but having that that uh, endurance, having that strength, having that ability at the right time of the season is going to take you further in the postseason. Um, So I think where they're at now is such a pivotal point. We're going to kind of break down their schedule a little bit coming up here, but, you know, taking on the Cleveland Browns next, that's a, that's a winnable task. Not saying that they're going to go in there and win it. They still have things that they need to clean up. The Rams game wasn't pretty. The Seahawks game had its mm -hmm moments. Um, So they're in a, they're in a great building and a great building block, but taking on the Browns and then having that rivalry game after that, they're in a great position to show fans as well as themselves. Like, okay, we had that week one, two and three situation. Then we really kind of fell off. Now we're back and now, yeah, we can be taken seriously again. I know a lot of Bucks fans are terrified to get their hopes up um, because there was such a strong start to the season and that fall off was not anticipated by any means. So I think that peaking at the right time means almost more to this Tampa Bay roster Mm -hmm. because of what they went through in terms of their inconsistency, what they've gone through with injuries, what they went through with being really emotionless and in crucial games. So seeing if they can put all the puzzle pieces together at this peak time and carry it through the rest of this season. And hopefully, like I mentioned last episode uh, into the postseason, because I think postseason is somewhat back in sight. Um, yes. It's extremely important. And I think I would say that they're on the right track to do so. Uh, as I mentioned, Kaylee, they start off their by their, their return from their bye week, taking on the Cleveland Browns. We know mm-hmm. the Browns, I want to say are a one-dimensional team, in my opinion. We know what they're going to do. We know how they end up delivering those wins for themselves and the right game planning and having that extra time. The Bucks should be able to contain this team and have a pretty nice win. Tom Brady finally finding the end zone. The Bucks finally finding the end zone three times versus a high-scoring Seahawks team. That was hopeful for me. That was exciting. Uh, so carrying that momentum versus this team also bucks defense, getting healthy, having a keen Hicks back. We talked about the significant difference he makes, whether you've seen his name high on the stat sheet or not, that could be crucial going up against this team and Nick Chubb. So this is a more important game than the rest of the season has been so yeah. far after turning that page, after seeing that there are emotions, that there is passion left, that Tom Brady is still Tom Brady. And then some, uh, this coming up game and the second half of this season is everything for this team in order to move past postseason. Oh, a hundred percent it is. Um, and, and I think that it's big for a few reasons, Casey. And, and part of the reason is, is that, the Bucks haven't won three in a row this season so far. Right. Um, they've they've won two in a row, but getting this win over the Browns would be their first time this whole season 
getting a third straight win. And that's a really big deal, especially in building confidence. The last two weeks have been really helpful in building confidence, but this one would be really helpful as well. And as we continue to talk about confidence and some injury stuff, I have one kind of information that's maybe some no news <laughs> to deliver, um, which is that Ryan Jensen, we're still we still have question marks about him when he's going to be back. Mm -hmm. um, there hasn't really been uh, a solid answer. I know that earlier on um, this season, there was some, some news and some sprinkling that maybe he would be seen sometime in November. That obviously hasn't happened as it is November 21st, and we have not seen him at all. But he is walking well without a brace. Mm -hmm. that's, that's good to know. Um, and I think that, that it would be realistic to maybe see him start practicing or start doing some type of drills in early December, um, maybe seeing him out on the field and practice mid December, potentially in a game late December, earlier January. So I think that's, that seems realistic to me, Casey, mm -hmm. that we could expect that from Ryan Jensen, um, but here's my question to you. Yes. I just talked about Luke Gedeke. He's struggled at left guard. It's been no, you know, you've been able to notice, mm -hmm. um, <laughs> but finally put bringing in Nick Leverett, um, it, 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 he has played pretty well. Um, and it seems like the unit has benefited from the way that he's playing. Yeah. Now with Gedeke returning to practice, potentially being healthy, Casey, do you think that they put Gedeke back in or do you keep Leverett and, and build off of what he's already done? Because this team has looked, especially the offense, has looked a lot more confident and they've looked a lot more confident when he's in there. Um, yeah. And I'm not saying everything comes down to one player. It certainly does not. But I don't think that you can take away the fact that there, there's a little bit of a, a yeah. difference in how they've played. Yeah. Well, I'm so glad you asked because I know <laughs> that there's so many fans that are kind of freaking out about, we want to see a player get healthy. And yep. uh, let me say this first and foremost, do I think that this, that, that Luke Gattaki should be plagued by what's taking place this season by any means? Absolutely not. I think, you know, everyone grows at different times. Some people peak year four of their, their NFL career or year two of their NFL career. So he had unique circumstances. I think we can agree as well as, you know, Bucks fans and spectators as a whole, this season was different vibe wise. So as a rookie, he didn't even get the proper leadership from the beginning, the proper mentorship from the beginning. I strongly stand by that just because there was so many distractions from training well, camp to the beginning of the with season. Jensen being out and, ha and yeah. how veteran of a presence he is to Across that line. the whole line. So yep. great point with that, Kaylee. So coming into a unique circumstance, having the pressure on him that he had, um, you know, they he I don't think the Bucks drafted a lemon here. I just think it's not his time. With that said, kind of circling back to that peak performance, a lot of peaking at the right time, a lot of having you know, more the right momentum into the second half of the season is more mental game. It's making the right the decisions now more than anything. So play calling being a huge thing that we've 
discussed over and over again, but it's also being realistic about who's ready and who's not ready. Um, who needs more reps, who doesn't need more reps as for getting people NFL reps so that they can see where their career can go after the season. I understand that, but I think that that time for Luke Gadecki has come and gone. I wouldn't change anything at this point. I say what's working, keep, you know, keep allowing to grow. Um, cause you're only going to go into a harder territory of trying to win games. The schedule might be easier, but you can't just be getting by on these next couple of games that they have here. You have to be dominating these games and showing, you know, everyone, Hey, we're a post game. We're a postseason contender. We're a playoff team coming in and making mistakes just because, or for namesake is so unnecessary. And I, I go on that whole spiel because I know a lot of fans are probably thinking to themselves, well, Gadecki went out in the Panthers game where he initially got hurt. He went down for a little bit. He said that he was good to go and play again, tries to come back in, and they pull Nick Leverett. And that was terrifying for, for, for fans to watch because there was a distinct difference between Gadecki being in and Leverett being in, and they still gave Gadecki that chance. It's not his time. I would genuinely hate to see Luke Gadecki come back. Let him heal from the injury. Let him get those practice reps in. Let him be ears and eyes on the field and just really absorb as much information as he possibly can. And then have a hell of an offseason kid, come back in training camp, and earn a role next season. But I don't think it's worth bringing him back in now unless Leverett gets hurt. He's been, like you said, Kaylee, you see a difference with Leverett being in. And now having wins under their belt with Leverett in that position, I think it would just be a mental, you know, a bit of a mental hurdle to go back to trusting Luke Gedeke at this point. I agree. And I, and I love what you said because it's actually not even fair to Luke. It's not fair to get a key because mm -hmm. you can put a stain on your record. You can put a stain on the way that people view you, the way that other teams view you. Yep. If you go in before you're ready and you're not able to perform. And that's mm -hmm. kind of what we've seen so far. It's 100%. not that he's not good. It's just that he's not ready to perform mm -hmm. yet. That is the answer. He's not ready to perform yet. And that happens. It's a pretty yeah. big difference between college and the NFL, specifically in the trenches. It's a huge yeah. difference. Humongous. And mm -hmm. so not every single kid is going to be ready to come into the NFL and get those reps right away. That's why you said, yeah. Casey, you have to earn it. And that's really important as well, because again, it's just not fair to, to Luke that he would necessarily be put in a position where he would maybe um, get, you know, wreck his career. You know what I yeah. mean? It, it, you, you, he's getting a bad reputation for kind yeah. of no reason. And I'm not saying that he hasn't made mistakes on the line. I'm but not saying that at all. Been, he hasn't been in a, he hasn't been set up for success, success. Mm -hmm. in the way that I think would be optimal for him. And mm -hmm. for, I think even for the Bucks, they would say that. I mean, Todd Bowles has kind of said it. Like, we haven't been, you know, early on in the season, he said, we haven't been coaching him up as well. We need to spend right. more time with him. We need to do more things with him. So, like, Todd Bowles even admitted to that. And so mm -hmm. it's just not fair to him to put him in, to expect so much of him um, at this point in his young career. You want him to have a very long career. Yes. Um, and with the average career in the NFL only being three years, you don't want to put some type of bad, bad look or stain on his career 
this early on. Mm -hmm. I think you're a hundred percent right. You got to keep Nick in and give Luke some time to, um, to learn and, and to, and to get coached up and to get better, come back, like you said, um, after the off season and then really figure things out for himself. So I'm, that is my hope. Um, we should potentially have an answer, a little bit more of an answer the next time we chat with you guys later this week. But Casey, is that it for team updates? I, I, I there's, it's kind of a slow last week we talked and we had, because of the bye week we had so much news. We were talking about everything <laughs> I from know. movies to, um, you know, just all of these different things. And now it's like, well, it's kind of back to, to status quo. There's not, too much nope. going on. The guys just returning after that that break. Um, so I mean, that just takes us to the next best part of Jolly Rogers and touchdowns. Cause Kaylee and I have discussed with you guys already in this episode the fact that yep. there's an interesting schedule ahead. It's not this mm-hmm. terrible, terrifying what's gonna happen schedule. It's more of a hey, these guys can potentially win most of these games really solidify their position in the postseason and actually be called a playoff team in, I don't know, the next three, four weeks here. So with that said, can I put you on the spot? Because they have seven games left. Okay. How many losses do you think they have in those seven games? Two. I think so too. Yeah. What? Yeah, I agree. Uh, what, what, uh, what are the losses? Definitely. (laughs) That sounds, that sounds so (laughs) faithless definitely Definitely, absolutely going to lose to okay um i would not be surprised (laughs) if they lost to the 49ers um 49ers are just a a great team right now uh one of the fears that they that they thought they were going to face versus the panthers and christian mccaffrey is now on that 49ers team and if you guys have not kept up statistically with what christian mccaffrey has already done over there please go check that out i mean um i had a wicked (laughs) hail mary on uh the sunday spread with betql network for him to have i think it was like rushing yards receiving yards and a touchdown of some sort he broke all three of those as well as through from the quarterback position at some point so uh, they can get really funky with Christian McCaffrey. And then they have the top defense, if not top three defense in the nation right now still. So that's going to be a scary matchup depending on how much growth the Bucks make between having that extra break with the bye week. Um, how they beat the Browns would make me maybe reconsider my answer a little bit, but I'm always that person pulling for the bucks no matter what. And then I'm working on being more realistic. Like that's a new, that's a new thing for me. So reality tells me, Hey, 49ers are a pretty formidable team. Maybe not. Um, the Bengals can really sneak up on them, but outside of that, I feel like it's mainly manageable. If I had to push for three losses, Kaylee, I would say the Cardinals as well. Cause they're, they just tend to be really sneaky in their passing game. This is where I landed. I think that I think what you said is 100% right about the 49ers. Um, they're a scary team, especially when you added Christian McCaffrey. Oh the 49ers, goodness. they had a rocky start to this season, but they're picking up some steam right now. Uh, and they are gunning for the postseason. So um, I I think that the, that is going to be a little bit of a scary matchup, um, but it's going to be a fun a fun matchup to see. Um, oh, yeah. And then I think either the Bengals or the Cardinals. One, one, 
one of those games, I think the Bucks pull off. Maybe the Bengals. And then I think one of Actually, them. Actually, they probably could pull off the Bengals. Right, because after a loss, potentially, after a loss to the 49ers, they come mm-hmm. back out. They have this great game, potentially, against the Bengals. Um, but then you're playing on Christmas Day. You know, like, there's as as much as you try to put out the distractions, it is Christmas day. Like mm-hmm. th- there's going to be some distractions knowing that, that, you know, they're away. You're not with your family. You know, there's things going on. Right. Um, mm-hmm. And so as much as these, these guys are professionals, I think that like, they're not robots. <laughs> they're still human. And I think that that game might end up being a little bit of a sneaky game. Um, mm-hmm. But I think other than that, um, the schedule is mostly manageable. And I, like I said, I think either the Bengals or the Cardinals, I don't think they lose to both of those teams, but I think that there potentially could be a loss to, to, you to actually one of make teams. a really good point there with their ability to bounce back. Um, yeah. Cause now, now pulling this up and kind of taking a look, obviously this is in this moment as of today, statistically, what it's, what's today? November 21st. <laughs> I'm still trying to figure out my days of the week guys. November, as of November 21st, Kaylee makes a great point about the, uh, the bucks bouncing back. If they do indeed lose to the 49ers, because in this moment, um, the Bengals sit at a six and four record. So it's not anything too flashy, but what's standing out to me is that after they went against the Seahawks team that you and I both mentioned high scoring, really able to stack up the points, they contain them and manage them very well. The Bengals currently sit at scoring 265 points. Um, that's ranked number three, but their points allowed just like the Seahawks is quite alarming. They're Mm -hmm. sitting at 215 points allowed. So depending on how they, you know, fare out if they do play this Sunday. Um, and then the following week, if those statistically points allowed rises up a little bit more and you're going up against a sharp defense that started to come back to life. I feel like every time I say that it might almost be bad luck, but I'm going to, I'm manifesting good things. That's my intention. Um, then they have a great chance to actually manage the Bengals because Bucks defense, even with their downfall time, their, their gross time to watch them play at this moment, as of November 21st, they've only allowed 180 points sitting at six while the Bengals sit at 13. It's racking up the, that red zone, that end zone, being able to score more. That's going to help this Bucks team actually have better wins. So you make a great point there. You have, you have changed my mind. I'm going to stay with those two losses, but I'm going to go with 49ers and uh, Cardinals because just because the passing attack with the Cardinals secondary is really going to have to come to life. And you really only win against them. If you can get those turnovers. Now, what we're not sure about is I saw Greg Allman post something on Twitter because a fan asked, Hey, where's Logan Ryan? Any news mm. on Logan Ryan? And he may they may anticipate him participating um, in the next few weeks here. So mind you, we're we're almost a month out from Christmas, a Christmas showdown with the return of Logan Ryan, the only guy who could really create turnovers on this. That team. would be kind of fun. That I would, would like that as a Christmas present. <laughs> oh, what a what a gift! What a gift if that secondary got a guy like that. Because um, if there's anything we've learned this season when it comes to this defense in particular, is while there is versatility amongst these uh, players, amongst these athletes. They've also found a comfort in 
you know, their skill set within their role, within their means. So you really only have a handful of guys that can actually be useful in their full range of versatility versus guys that, you know, they really shine doing one thing versus doing another thing. So Logan Ryan coming back puts Antoine Winfield Jr. in a different position, puts Keanu Neal at a different, you know, rep and snap count, puts, and it just moves down the line. So if he comes back, then we might be singing a different tune come Christmas, but we're all, we're all for a good Christmas. (laughs) <laughs> okay, Casey, well, taking a look at the schedule ahead, like we said, this week, the Bucks have the Browns, and if they're able to contain the run game like they did mm-hmm. against the Seahawks, I definitely see this as a winnable game. Then they have the Saints in Monday Night Football on December 5th. Um, the Bucks have already turned the tide in their uh in their back and forth against the saints and so i think the bucks have that edge right now and i think that that is again a very winnable game for them december 11th they play the 49ers 425 um that is an away game and yeah i think that one is probably going to be the hardest game to win on their schedule Mm -hmm. then they have the Bengals on december 18th at home and then, like we said, the Cardinals on Christmas. Uh, and let's see, that is a Sunday night football game because that is on Christmas, which is on a Sunday this year. Um, and that is an 820 start. So that's going to be the Sunday night football game for that week. The Panthers on January 1st. And then the Falcons, <coughs> excuse <Bless> me, <laughs> on January 8th. So finishing off with what should be especially if you have Ryan Jensen back, especially if you have Logan Ryan back, especially if the team is healthy, the Panthers and the Falcons finishing off with those two teams, the finishing off with the Falcons, that's probably actually going to be the uh, potentially another big question mark because the Falcons have been so back and forth. Yeah, they have. They've had so many really tough games where they've like gritted and clawed it out and gotten the win. And then there was a certain point at time where people were like, oh, I guess we underestimated the Falcons. And then they go and they like lose a few in a row. And you're like, maybe we didn't underestimate the, maybe we estimated them exactly where they should have been. So I right. think the, the picture of the Falcons and how good they are, how good they can be, to me, it still is not clear. Um, mm-hmm. But you want to go into that game. I mean, if you, if you can, if if going into the game against the Falcons, you have only lost one game, uh, potentially mm-hmm. to the 49ers, I think you're putting yourself in a really good position. Because what you don't want to do, Casey, is yep. to uh, have two losses go and then go into the game against the Falcons and then potentially have your playoff hopes on the line against the Falcons. Like, that's not yeah. going that's not gonna be, be great. <laughs> it would actually want. just be gross. Yeah. You and do you not want about- especially because it's in Atlanta. Like that, that's yeah. just like any two of anything to do to avoid that. Like at all costs, avoid that. Um yeah. that is also another big question mark because that if they do have two losses and then they're and then they're going against the Falcons and the Falcons are able to um finish out their season yeah, similarly so- to the Bucks. Mm-hmm. That game, I mean, there's going to be a lot riding on that game, and that's going to be um, 
that's too much pressure. You don't want, I don't think that you want to, to go into the last game of the season with that on your mind um, no. right before the playoffs. So I think you want to avoid that at all costs. Although I do think this team would rise to the occasion. I'm not saying that they wouldn't, but you don't, you don't want to have to do yeah. that. I don't think you want well, to have to. And I think they also have something to prove, you know, for a minute, mm. it seemed like they were going to have this, the solid game versus the Falcons. And then they let off the gas. We won't really, we won't really go too much into the board comments and stuff, but after all of that and the, and the controversy that stirred from, you know, the ugly win as everyone put it, which it was very ugly. Uh, I think they need to redeem themselves in we've talked about how significantly they need to perform versus each team from here on out. If you're going to make a case for yourself, you've got to close out the season just as strong as you open up that pivotal point, that turning point from all the unbearable games they just delivered to Bucks fans. Uh, so with that, I feel like the I almost feel like that Falcons game was the 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 turning point of them kind of slipping away of them mm. losing the, almost losing this, the grip of this season. That's where things yeah. really got wonky and then they became this lifeless team. So it would almost be poetic justice to march into Mercedes Benz stadium, mm-hmm. one of the prettiest stadiums and just give them a whooping. Like yeah. no hands down a big fat. Yeah. L. Let them know that they got lucky. Let them know yep. that you really did get bored. Like if you really got bored, then you need to come in there to their home territory and make a point. And um, there's no better way to make a point than have this outlandish win. Mm-hmm. And I say outlandish because Tom Brady is still your quarterback and captain. Now you've got a healthy Chris Godwin. Now you prayerfully have a healthy Mike Evans. Now you prayerfully have a healthy Julio Jones, K-Dot, and Cam Brady. Like, now you're back to that that wild roster that everyone was raving about uh, in training camp in week one and week two. So they have to really bring it to the Falcons to close it out. And even before that, they've got to bring it to the Panthers. They have to close out this season with two very poetic wins. And I think as long as they build, as long as they learn from those lessons that have that have just been so apparent in their face the last three weeks, then that's something that Jolly Roger and touchdown fans, I think we can all look forward to. I I for sure think we can. And Casey, I think uh, talking about the Falcons so much, it leads us straight into sail into the South as we look at the NFC South and the records right now. And so, like I said earlier in the podcast, the Bucks sit atop the NFC South um, most mostly right now because of the buy that they just had. Um, They're Mm -hmm. five and five. And so they sit atop the NFC South. The Falcons are five and six. They've played one more game than the Bucks, um, and so they are just under the Bucks in second place in the NFC South. The Saints at four and seven are third place, and the Panthers at three and eight. And one of those wins came off the Bucks are uh, <laughs> are <laughs> in last place in the NFC the South. Um, the the Bucks are on a two game win streak. Uh, the Falcons and Saints have won their most recent game. The Panthers lost their most recent game. So I think that this puts the Bucks again, in really, really great position. The mm-hmm. fact that the NFC South has not played well this year, it just goes into your favor. So you have to make the most of this season. You have to make the most of what this you know league is right now and what your division is right now. And you have to really, really 
um, put all your money and all your efforts towards that, turning everything around, taking on this Browns team and showing us the same defense that you showed us out in Munich. Casey, what do you make of the NFC South and where it stands right now? I think that they have every opportunity to really cement them sitting at the top of this division. Um, I've said it numerous times now, and now I at least feel a little better about saying it. Uh, (laughs) They're starting to put themselves back in the category of being a a winning team. And I know some people are like, don't jump the gun. You're exaggerating. Don't overreact. I'm not saying a winning team as in, you know, they're going to just completely dominate at this point, but they put themselves back in the win column because of the fact that there seems to be better communication. There seems Mm -hmm. to be, you know, life back in this team. And that was, that was crucial. That was very important. And, um, I think that that constitutes a saying, Hey, if they can win the NFC South, we saw what that meant to this team last year. So for them to know that they're sitting up there and they have a chance to solidify that, that spacing and really make it count, not just be up there because the Falcons have one extra loss, then yeah, that's just going to, that's just going to push them even further in. So I love where they're standing right now. I like their chances uh, from this Sunday moving forward, what their record can be. And, Luckily, guys, we're not too far away from seeing that. So something to be something to be thankful for. But Kaylee, got a I got a little question for you. Okay. Uh, Jolly Rogers and touchdown fans, as you guys know, majority of the time, Kaylee and I do walk the plank, and it's just about time for us to wrap up with you guys. But you know, it's a it's a week of gratitude and giving thanks. So with the big break, there's not really much to walk the plank. There's There's been no hefty news unless we recycle some people that we've talked about that need to walk the plank. But Bucks fans who pay close attention to team news and drama, I'm sure you can already gather whom and what that is. So aside from that, I'm thinking let's play a little what we're thankful for with this Bucks that. team and what okay. we're thankful for in life. So a football okay. thanks and a life thanks. I'm going to put you on the spot. Ooh, okay. Okay. <laughs> football I mean, getting healthy, getting healthy at the right time, that has to be it for me in terms of the Bucks. You know, mm-hmm. we talked about it at the beginning of this podcast. We talked about it like throughout a little bit of this podcast. When you are you are in the perfect position right now, you b- between where things are at with the NFC South, where things are at with your schedule for the rest of this year, the Bucks are in such a perfect position. And on top of that, you're getting healthy. I love, I mean, from like a person level, I want to see all these guys healthy all the time. I never want to see a guy injured, but from like a a professional, like fan standpoint as well, like on top of the fact that I'm so excited for these guys individually to be healthy, the Mm -hmm. fact that they're also going to go out there and be able to help their team win the fact that they're going to be able to help their team, um, you know, uh, push towards the playoffs. I think that that is a beautiful thing. I am thankful that guys are getting back healthy. Casey, turning the tables. What are you healthy? <laughs> Help? No, not healthy. healthy. What are you thankful for? <laughs> what are you thankful for for the Bucks? Oh, my Bucks. My Bucks gratitude is going to be um, passion. It's great to okay. see passion back on this on this team through the players on the field when they hit the field. I mean. 
guys, as somebody who has watched this team for so long, um, and as I jokingly say, always pulling for the Bucks, no matter how tragic it gets. And yes, I was here before Tom Brady and, and even before that. Um, it's it's different whether they're winning grandly or they're losing. Um, seeing passion and emotion in a game, that's really what this is all about. So that's what made those losses that much more difficult. And even some of the gross wins that they've had, it just, it felt passionless. It felt emotionless. And that just feels like a waste of time to, to watch. Um, so it's so great to see this team bring passion back to the game. It's good to see, you know, chemistry again, not just on the field, but you know, which players are conversing with which players on the sidelines, the energy in which they're communicating, um, how they're communicating after the games, the excitement yep. between the players, not on social media, but you know, the little video clips that we get of them going through the tunnel into the locker room and so on and so forth. And after their first win versus the Rams, that's when the emotions came back. And, you know, yep. when we went to the press conference room after the music was blaring through the locker room and it's just, it's, it's passion for me day in and day out. So I'm so thankful to see this team get back to a place of passion and emotion and, you know, brotherhood and playing for one another because it's not worth it if that's not a part of the game. And if that can come back now, that's why I feel that much more strongly about uh, where they can take the rest of the season. So that's my Bucks gratitude one. Uh, throwing it back to you, Kaylee, a life, life thankful one, life thankfulness. Thankful. For yeah, I, it just has to be my family. I know that's mm -hmm. like just it kind of feels basic, but you guys know me. I can be a, a pumpkin spice basic gal. Um, <laughs> but yeah, just spending time with my little boy and my husband and, and running around as a family together and making mm -hmm. memories and going to the park and just watching him go down the slide and have so much fun. It's it is a joy to be a parent. It is a joy to be a mom. And it is a joy to be a mom to my to my, my son, Rio, um, and a wife to my husband, Aaron. And so I am very thankful for those, for those roles in my life and for the people that I get to call family. Oh yeah. It's not cheesy if it's real. And that's just, it's a beautiful thing. <laughs> when it's real. But, I'll, but you know what? I'll match you. My, my family, my support system. Um, I think it's a fantastic thing when you can look up and Glance in the rear view mirror. I say glance because my family's very big on never sitting and looking in the rear view for too long. But when you glance back and realize that one year has transformed tremendously, I would say there's just there's a wave of things to be thankful for. Uh, you guys have heard my transparency here on Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns, as well as Kaylee and I's other show, Pucks and Bolts. And you know, 2019 was a shakeup year for me, and year by year, it's been. It's been a mental battle, but between last year to this year, Thanksgiving last year to now walking into this week, I'm just to be in a different headspace, to be filled with so much more positivity and hope and faith and have the greatest support system a girl could ask for in my crazy family um, and the world's greatest mom. I couldn't be more thankful. And that just kind of brings life to everything that I do. Uh, the crazy hours that we work and <laughs> so much more. So yes, I'm right there with you on family, the importance of family, having a great support system. Um, and if you guys don't have that, you know, we're sending you hugs and love and warmth and letting you know that you're never alone in situations. So just know there's something to be grateful for and you've got your eyes always, and ears. Yeah. Yes. You're always a part of our Jolly Rogers and touchdown family. We Perfectly love fun. you guys. 
we're so thankful for you. We would be remiss to not say that during Thanksgiving. Yes. We're thankful for the fans. We're thankful for people who tune in. We're thankful that you miss us sometimes and you tell us to I walk know. the plank when we don't have enough episodes <laughs> for you. Um, we're thankful for everything. So um, thank you guys so much for listening. Casey, I'm thankful for you. Um, there's a lot yes, to be a I'm lot to be grateful for, for. There's a lot of blessings in our lives. And I know that I, for one, am counting each and every one of my blessings. And you all are included in that. Uh, so be sure to let us know what you're thankful for. You can follow us at Jolly Rogers TDS on both Instagram and Twitter. Let us know what are you guys thankful for this week from a Bucks perspective and from your own personal perspective. I want to mm -hmm. hear from you. Shout it out. Uh, are you? Do you have a new grandbaby? Are you getting engaged? Are you going to a, a Bucks game? Um, are you thankful just to like eat some turkey and hang out and and watch football? We're not. Um, are you thankful for a day <laughs> off? Yeah, carbs, wine. What are you thankful yes. for? Let us know. You can follow me at Kaylee Mizell. You can follow Casey at The Sports Case. That's K-A-S-E. Thank you guys so much for listening. To Be sure to download uh, Jolly Rogers and Touchdown. Subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. You can download the Odyssey app, and that's the best way to get your podcast, especially for Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns. There's so much extra there on the Odyssey app. So download the app, find Jolly Rogers and Touchdowns, click subscribe, and turn on the auto download button. So anytime there's a new episode, it comes straight to you. Thank you guys so much for listening. All the love. Happy Thanksgiving. And we will catch you guys soon.